A big-time fight at Delta Center, but the Magic defense puts the final spell on the Jazz as the 20th turnover of the night meant Utah didn't get a final shot. It's next on Postcast. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz fall to the Orlando Magic 115-113 in a heck of a game. Jazz started brilliantly, led by 10 early. Magic dominated the second quarter, took a 10-point lead, actually took a 14-point lead in the third. Then the Jazz regained control of the game. And then we went back and forth down late. Paulo Boncaro scoring six straight late. Some miraculous threes by Lowry Market, and the Jazz actually had a final possession with 1.3 seconds left with a chance to win it. But an inbound pass goes by Keontae George and turns it over. The 20th turnover of the night of the Jazz. And uh, the Jazz go to 2-4. and four. The Magic go 2-2 two and two on this road trip. Have to be really excited about that. The story of this night, though, is the tenacious pressure defense of the Orlando Magic. The third best defense in the NBA coming in. They were the third best defense in the NBA for after their 5-20 and 20 start last year. Um, and they were the third best team in the league or second best team in the league at forcing turnovers coming into this. Let, let, what? What do they do defensively, and, and why did it cause the Jazz problems? Well, it's just so much pressure they put on you, and they kind of speed you up a little bit, and they got the Jazz in the point where they wanted to drive every time to the basket. It, it, it's uh, and, and then they were switching all over the floor. Uh, that's one heck of a defensive scheme that they have. Uh, that'll win a lot of basketball games for them, even though, you know, if you're not a very good shooting team, it'll keep you in the basketball game, that's for sure. Is there a way the Jazz could have combated it better than they did tonight? If they had a way of slowing the game down, slowing it down a little bit, you know, to the point where they could get some jump shots instead of having to force them force the way to the basket every time off the dribble. Now, is that the best way to go about it? Is that the, what the coach wanted to do? Uh, is drive to the basket and kick it out to the corners? They cut the corners off there as well. So uh, I think the next time they play this team, you know, maybe they'll have it figured out. Jordan goes 5 of 20 tonight with six turnovers. Now, it's yeah. vital – I put my keys of the game out, and one of my keys to the game was that somebody other than Lowry had to help. John Collins did do that. But it's vital the Jazz get something out of Jordan. Why was this such a tough night on Jordan Clarkson? Well, again, he's speeding up. He's used to speeding the defender up, you know, with his dribbling and changing directions and that type of thing to get a shot up. But they were speeding him up more so, I think, than they wanted to. And then they would cut him cut him off. Uh, he made a couple of bad decisions there in that fourth quarter. In particular, he had one late in the fourth quarter that really cost the Jazz there as well. But just by uh, speeding to the point where he just wanted to get rid of the basketball and ended up throwing it away. Jordan's had a bunch of tough nights tonight, Is there mm -hmm. so, or this year. Is there something about this roster, a lack of three-point shooting, a lack of spacing that's not giving him enough room to work to be able to do Jordan Clarkson things? We haven't seen him be able to get in the lane, do the pivots, mm -hmm. do all that kind of stuff. Instead, we're seeing him getting in the lane and being completely collapsed on. Is there is there is there something about this that this is his life with this team? We changed. He changed the way he plays last season, um, getting some assists um, and and not uh, playing with the ball in his hands all the time. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is a small sample size right now of, of for him uh, going forward as far as his offensive game is is, is concerned. So I, I think that. After this road trip, we'll probably have a pretty good trip, a um, pretty good idea on, you know, if he's just struggling or has the, the defense figured him out. All right, here's the one tonight. In the second quarter tonight, the Orlando Magic take 13 shots at the rim. 
In the third quarter, they take another eight. I haven't looked to see what they did in the fourth quarter. But they did something. They made an adjustment somewhere in this game tonight, Ron, where they suddenly were getting the ball in the middle of the floor and guys were slicing and cutting behind the Jazz defense. Either there was a really bad play late where one of our players got caught ball watching with about 10.45 left in the in the fourth quarter. Um, and Will Hardy promptly adjusted the lineup. Um what did you? What did the Magic do to the Jazz defensively that allowed them to go get those shots and get that that action behind behind the basket? I, I think if you pay attention to the lineups that Will was trying to put out on the floor, uh, pay attention to at, at the center position, particularly Walter Kessler. Um, they don't have to worry about him away from the basket. Uh, they have to worry about him at the rim. So. And Walter Kessler tonight, what did he... He had five blocks, I think almost five all blocks. of them in the first quarter, yeah. right? I mean, he was a force in the first quarter of this game. And then some, the magic changed something, and he wasn't able to have that same impact. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, coaches are pretty smart. Yeah, you know? and, good. And, and then you start to figure things out. This is what he did last year, and he just dominated the paint. You know, can we take that away? And and you, you start figuring things out. It's really interesting. The magic took four shots at the rim in the first quarter. They took 13 shots at the rim in the second quarter. And then they took another eight shots at the rim in the third quarter. A, a really a mammoth adjustment made by the Magic in this game offensively against the Jazz defense. This was not a particularly, the Magic are not a good offensive team. This was not a bad de Jazz defensive night. The Magic's offensive rating at the end of the night was a 108.6. So that's actually a pretty good defensive night for the Jazz. The Jazz offense, on the other hand, which has been was so good last night, was a 105.7, turning the ball over. 20% of their possessions tonight, I believe it was. And that's the killer right there. 20, and you give up 20 points off of those turnovers. That That's the killer right there. Regardless of how great that defense and how much pressure they put on you, the the uh, the turnovers really make a big difference in the ballgame. Now, speeding you up, you want to get rid of the basketball, you look nice passes, looking like something's open and it's really not. I mean, the Jazz never had to operate late in the clock uh, because... The magic just was able to speed them up. If I'm a jazz fan tonight, and I don't mean to like promote this, but I would look at 15 free throws by Paula Boncaro and two free throws from Lowry Markinen and be like, what the? Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. I agree. With like, that. how, first of all, Lowry's not going to line at all. Like, Lowry, who was going to line seven, eight times a game, is not going to line anymore. So, what? Why is Lowry going to line twice and Paula Bencaro is going to line 15 times? I think that'll change. You know, this is early in the year. This is only five, the fifth game of the year. I, I think that'll change. He'll start getting to the free throw line. I think six, seven free throws a game would be good for him tonight. He gets, uh, what, only two. Got two free throws. And yeah, and he missed them both. Remember? He missed them both. So He really gamed it tonight. He did not look good after that big fall. Yeah. Um, hit two big threes late in the ballgame. The Jazz are playing with a multiple guard set. They they went to Hunger Games with five guards. Um, the only guy on the roster who's probably a point guard is Chris Dunn. Um, Keontae shared with us that he did not play point guard until midway through his senior high school year when one of the players got hurt. He didn't play at Baylor. So, and you could see tonight at some time where he was really uncomfortable. Sexton, Will Hardy shared last night with the media that they've moved him off the ball so he can just attack. Jordan is not really a point guard. Taylor Horton Tucker is trying to learn how to play point guard. He played it for the first time last year in the final 25 games. So the Jazz went with his combo guard set. It feels as though 
there are a lot of mistakes coming out of the guard line and that trying to do this mutual, everyone brings the ball up, everyone kind of collective effort is awfully hard to get high-level execution out of yeah, right I now. I totally agree with that, David, if they would do it so we can see if it works. Fair. You know what I mean? And and I, I just haven't seen it enough of that or them trying to do it. We, we watch it in practice. We watch the movement, how they run. They push the ball in, uh, ahead without dribbling it up and you know things like that. But until we get a sample size of 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 that, then you know I'd like to see. Uh, Paulo Boncaro had thirty tonight, nine rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks. I had some doubts on him. He went to the free throw line fifteen. He went to the times. free throw line fifteen times to cover up his not, but he hit a big three. Yeah. He, he was pretty big time tonight. Yeah, he he really was. Um, started off slow, but really came on you know came on strong, especially in that uh, third, third, well, the second half for the most part, getting to the free throw line a lot in that, in that second half. Give the Magic credit. They were doing this without their starting point guard, Mel Cler Markel Fulton, without Gary Harris, who got hurt halfway through the I mean, game. Just think about that. Suggs uh, ended up playing 21 minutes, but he was a non-factor because he was in foul trouble. He's sitting on the bench quite a bit. He plays so hard. He yeah. can't shoot a lick. Yeah. Um, what, do you shoot one of seven again tonight? Gosh, one of I seven. love him so much. I love his game. I just wish... Um, I mean, they had Joe Ingles play point guard for a while tonight. Joe played 22 minutes. Um, you know, the mantra, everyone, and I, I don't want to, like, fight the crowd here, but, like, the mantra is Keontae's got to play point guard. Like, Keontae was not innocent of mistakes tonight either. No, he, he definitely was not. I mean, I, I think that's important. Like, we can't just give him – Keontae – if Keontae's going to – Keontae looks great. He made some fabulous plays in the first half. He did some fabulous – he's going to have to earn this, like – Everyone in the world would love Keontae to start a point guard tomorrow when he when, in, tomorrow if he earned it. But like there were enough mistakes tonight that like I, I don't think you're Will Hardy. You're ready to say, oh, he just earned being the point guard. He made some nice plays. He beautiful left hand bounce pass in the pocket. He made a nice read in my opinion. Like what a, a rookie often will drive the baseline into the teeth of the defense. He actually stopped and got rid of the ball, which showed me some growth. But he also had three, I think, mammoth turnovers from the top of the point guard. I don't know if it if he finished with two or three, he might have gotten one of them back. So there is just still a lot of growth that you need him to have along the way. That, you know, uh, But there's certainly no question right now that guard play is prohibiting the Jazz from being able to make in, in a night. Like tonight, this is probably one of the most difficult matchups for guards in the league. They pick you up at 35 feet. They're in on you on every step. They bother you. They steer you. And that's a weakness on this roster. So this was a particularly hard matchup for the Jazz. Yeah, it, it showed the, the guard line does not have the ability to – control what the Jazz want to do or what they're trying to do out there on the floor. Uh, so with having said that, uh, we've talked so much about, you know, I grew up in the NBA, ABA, just a two-guard front. Point guard, what is that? You know, and, and I think the point guard, the power forward, uh, the, uh, the three-player three and all that kind of stuff came, came along later. And so I'm, I'm still a believer in a two-guard front, but you got to have uh, something that, that goes with that. Uh, John Collins had big numbers tonight. He uh, had 20 points, 10 rebounds uh, tonight. Lowry Markin finished with 22 and 7, two steals. Omir Yerksaven came off the bench for seven points in a really solid eight minutes, showed what a pro he is um, tonight. What are you doing for stars, Ron Boone? Well, you know, you, you like what he did. Because he, I thought he was really stable out there on the floor. He, he made some things happen. He rebounded. Uh, what is he? Three for three there from the field. Hit a corner three. He was a big body. Yeah. He, he didn't move him around. You know that that type of thing. And and so, uh, but if you're going to give a start a game, you just probably have to go marketing. Yep. Big bucket. 
John Collins, 10 rebounds. Martha what? Kessler. Bunch of corner threes. John's yeah. now shooting over 40% on corner threes. Yeah. Uh, tonight, three for four from the corner, and he missed the big one. He missed a big one. He yeah. also got beat defensively on the final play, I believe, yeah, sure by Boncaro. So right. that's why I was questioning whether maybe Omer Yerksaven <laughs> got that star instead of in, in Lowry. I was kind of going Lowry for battling through the back and Omer for the bench, but John had a really good night as career high points for the Jazz. Lowry at the big bucket. So Lowry gets a star. Yeah. You guys can decide whether Omir or John gets the other star. That is postcast tonight. Thank you very much. Sorry there was no locked on jazz today. Had responsibilities. Didn't want to do it at 5 o'clock in the morning. But I will have one for you tomorrow morning. Have a great one. Talk to you soon.